Hello guys and welcome back to Wine and Wellbeing. I can't say another week because it's the same week. Usually I'll say welcome back to another week, but it's the same week. We're just on a Wednesday. So happy Wednesday. And if you're listening to this on Wednesday, June 1st, then we are officially 16 days away from the relaunch party, Rosé Soiree. So it's getting closer and closer and I can't wait. And the chance to buy a sweatshirt is now officially over. So thank you to everybody who did purchase one. I can't express how much it means to me and I I am really excited for you guys to get them. I can't wait to see you wear them. I know I said that last time um, on Monday, but I am really excited. So that has now ended. So thank you. Thank you. And today's episode is with Emily Boone. She's the owner of a Buy a Thread Boutique in Belfont and soon to come Thread Baby, which I am so excited about. That is where all my money is going to go and Jet is going to be the most styling little boy around town. But she just moved by a thread to West Bishop Street and Thread Baby is going to take over the old location for By a Thread. Um, but Emily is so sweet and By a Thread, her boutique is so cute and sitting down with her, was it was just so easy to talk with her and I'm so happy that she shared with us how she started the boutique, which Did you know that she started this winning a giveaway for $500? So she literally started her boutique with $500. That's so cool. So if you don't already know who Emily is, then you're about to. And if you haven't gone to buy a thread yet, you have to check it out. And I promise you will not regret it. So without further ado, here is my chat with Emily. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another week of Wine and Wellbeing. This week, I am here with Emily Boone, and she is the owner of Buy a Thread Boutique. So welcome, Emily. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Um, Well, I guess I should say thank you for allowing me to come to your space. (laughs) Um, So we're sitting in the boutique right now, and it is so freaking cute, Um, which I know you are also getting some a new location in mm-hmm. addition to keeping this, which yeah. we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but first, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Yes. My name is Emily. I am the owner of Buy a Thread Boutique. Um, we talked a little bit earlier today, like my husband, Matt. Um, we've been married for almost six years and we share three fur babies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say they're kind of our pride and joy yeah. aside from this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And so have you always been into clothes and fashion? Absolutely. Um, I can remember, and I tell this story, it kind of maybe ages me, but um, I have an older sister. Mm -hmm. She is eight years older than me. And growing up, one of the things that we would do with our mom was we would go shopping. And at the time, shopping malls were literally like, that's where everybody went. That's Mm -hmm. what you did um, on the weekend. And I can remember we would go to JCPenney's. And my sister, like I always obviously like had to shop like the kids section and I can remember being at, like in the department store with them and being like so upset that like she got to wear the cooler clothes than I did. <laughs> like the junior section. <laughs> oh my God, Arizona juniors. Yeah, yeah. Like it was, it was like, that was what I, I couldn't wait. And yeah. I remember like just wanting to be able to like, she like sweet belly high. And like, like I just like, I was, I couldn't wait to get to that age where like I could wear the cool stuff yeah. too. 
Um, and I can remember my oldest brother bought me a pair of guest jeans for Christmas one year from Kaufman's. Oh like, I'm telling you, like, these are, like, the old school, like, department stores. Yeah. Um, and, man, I thought I was, like, so cool. But, <laughs> hot like, shit. Yeah, oh, my God. I was absolutely hot shit. I love those jeans. Um, but, yeah, and, like, even now, like, we just actually sold my, my mom's home, and we were going through pictures, and – my sister's like, oh, my God, do you remember this freaking pink skirt that you used to wear all the time? And I forgot all about it. And it's funny because they're trending now. But I had this pink um, pleated skirt, like, kind of like a tennis skirt. Mm-hmm. And it was probably three or four sizes too big for right. me. But I would roll that sucker down so much <laughs> so that it would, like, stay on my so, head. Like, why did we always do that with our pants that were I, too I big? Like, the sweatpants. Like, that was a big thing. We'd roll down the tops. <laughs> like, the natural instincts just are, if it doesn't fit, just roll it. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, but, yeah, which is funny, though, because I still wear my jeans today. Like, the cuffs of them, oh like, my gosh. too long. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so there's this picture of me wearing this, like, pleated pink bubblegum skirt. And I can remember, like, my mom had to hide it because I would just – that was all I wanted to wear. <laughs> so, like, yeah, the I would say the love or the appreciation for clothes has been there since probably inception. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. And did you go to college for, like, fashion or did you go for something else? So I actually did not. Um, I worked in retail. I can remember, like, I wanted to get a job. And I was in high school. I think it was probably my junior or senior year. And – this is funny too because this is also going to age me some but um Hollister and Abercrombie mm-hmm. were obviously like it was Huge. the place to work which yeah. is funny now because there's the trending like Netflix documentary yes yeah. I was gonna I was gonna bring that up I was gonna say did you see that I did yeah. um which is funny though because like I absolutely I worked at Hollister I was quote a model and it's so <laughs> embarrassing to say but I loved it it was really fun it was a fast-paced environment and everyone like if you got like you could um, request like the songs that you wanted to hear and, like oh, you got to hear cool. your songs during the shift yeah. like you were hot stuff so <laughs> um but yeah so I worked in I worked in retail in high school worked in it in college as well um and I graduated in 2013, which feels like a lifetime ago, um, from Penn State with my bachelor's in human development family studies. Okay. So when you picked that as your major, did you have some sort of other career plan in mind or what What were your so goals? It, yeah. So it's funny. So I actually, when I was in high school, um, initially my plan was to go graphic design. Mm-hmm. I liked art and I really enjoyed like the marketing aspect of it. Yeah. Um, so I did a semester at Shippensburg. I was going to study graphic design. And then I think that I, (laughs) it's funny in hindsight, I was like the little fish in the huge pond. I was the only girl that like left my high school to go to this college. Mm -hmm. I didn't know anybody. And like, I kind of let my fear of like getting to know other people or putting myself out there kind of like keep me very small there. So I ended up hating it. (laughs) Um, I transferred to Penn State. And at the time I was thinking I wanted to go for communications, um, but I ended up going and um, declaring communications as a major, and then I ended up changing it after a semester to human development family studies. I had mm-hmm. one professor that, like, I don't know, there was something about her that, like, just, like, what we were doing, what we were learning. Like, I was like, I love this. This is absolutely, like, what I want to do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, changed my major, and that was kind of how mm-hmm. I fell into it. When I graduated um, – my girlfriend had been a nurse and a hospice provider and was like, hey, like, we have this job position that's, or this, you know, opening that's available for a volunteer coordinator. What do you think? And at that point, I'm thinking, like, I got loans coming due. It's in my degree. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, let's give it a shot. And I think 
when you have that degree or like something similar like social work or something you kind of go out thinking that you're going to save the world yeah (laughs) um you quickly realize that you can't do all of those things but it was I absolutely loved what I did um and then I was offered a marketing position and that was really when I feel like my profession like my career like kind of really shifted uh-huh. um because I loved it and I thrived and like I really quickly learned during the process of being a volunteer coordinator mm-hmm. how hard it is to get people to do things for free mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so you got to really sell them yeah um and that was when the company that I worked for was like you know I think that you would be really good in marketing mm-hmm. so I was like whatever like I'm a young 20 something and you're telling me I can make more money doing this yeah like, absolutely you're like let's go for it yeah let's do it <laughs> cool so yeah that was kind of how the early years of post-college looked like Mm -hmm. okay and then um how did you make this transition I mean what like what was the first step (laughs) or the first thing that occurred to get you in this mindset of like oh hey maybe I want to actually open a boutique or an online store so if and I, I'm sure like if you have if you know anyone in your life that has worked in healthcare or senior living, um, especially in the last couple of years, th- what's happened the past couple of years isn't unique to just the past couple of years. Like mm-hmm. this has been an ongoing problem in that industry, unfortunately. Um, so I did the marketing there. I took a position at a senior living community, an actual like live in community, did the marketing there. Um, staff shortages were very much a real thing. And during that time, like, there were some things that, like, I had to do that were outside, like, my job description that I just wasn't comfortable doing. And Mm -hmm. I kind of got myself into, like, a very, like, not dark mental place, but it was just, I hated it. I cried on my way to work. I cried after work. Like, I found myself, like, something I absolutely loved and was passionate about. I hated it. Mm -hmm. Um, And during that time, I just kept saying to my husband, like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this. But I also am, like not the kind of person to just up and leave. Right. Like I could never, right. I could never abandon something. Yeah. Um, so I found a new position and I just kept saying, I'm like, someday I just want to work for myself. Like I mm-hmm. just don't want to do this anymore. Was it a new position in the same place? It would have been a new position in the same industry. Okay. So this time I was going to work at an in-home service provider, um, would be traveling around doing the marketing, wouldn't have to ever be expected to do like personal care for residents yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and so during that time, it, this is where it kind of gets like a little bit like, I don't know, the universe stepped in and did something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was buying a new car because I was going to be traveling more and I needed something with all wheel drive. So I went, bought my car and then it wasn't too long after that they had reached out and said, hey, like we're collecting reviews of your buying experience for a chance to win $500. I was like, oh, sure. Like, why not? Yeah. Um, I get it. Now in hindsight, now I know exactly why they did it. Uh-huh. Um but I was like, sure, why not? So I wrote a review. The girl that sold me my car got uh, – and actually was selected as the winner. Um, I got $500. The girl that sold me the car got $100. And um, we were actually going to visit my brother and sister-in-law that day. So we stopped at you know at the dealership to pick up the money. And on the way down, he's like – my husband's like, what are you going to do with the money? Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to start a, I'm gonna start a business. He's like, what are you going to do? Like, I'm going to start an online boutique. Uh-huh. And I had already, like, I loved, I was fascinated by it. I was interested in the whole way of how you could have an online boutique. And, like, it's funny when I think about what I thought it looked like then versus, like, what it clearly looks like. Yeah. Um, I thought it looked easier um, to do it. And, like I said, if I if I knew then what I know now. But um, so I was like, yeah, I'm going to start this boutique. And I was like, I already know, like, the vendors that I would want to shop with. 
and I'm like I because some of them would let you create this was years ago but some of them would let you create sites or like logins that you could like see what they had yeah but then if you didn't have your like your license they would cut you out like you couldn't I have so many questions (laughs) just from like everything you just said but keep going like I would get on like browse and I love that I love that and then like they lost just like such a tease yeah yeah and so like I never committed so like I didn't have my license and things so they just you know kind of cut me out so then it was like a little bit later than that and I just kept saying like I really want to do this and my husband's like you're the only one that's like stopping you from doing it right right and so I was like "Hmm, well all right then yeah yeah so (laughs) I'm I think we were laying on our patio um and I was like I don't even know where you find like to get your license like Like, where do you start if you've ever navigated anything on like the Pennsylvania Department of Revenue like any of their stuff on their site Mm -hmm. it is it's not very clear not not user friendly no no not quite so we figured it out I got my you know I signed I got my license submitted and then I you know registered my name and everything and all of that stuff started coming in within the next couple of days Mm -hmm. and I placed my first orders and I was like okay I remember laying in bed I was like making my Shopify website and I was like yeah like I'll do this and like it's just it's funny what it went from and what it is now yeah and then um I also knew like word of mouth is obviously very powerful yeah so my sister owns a bakery in Huntington um so I was like hey like can I come pop up and she's like sure why not uh-huh. so that was like my first event we launched the boutique online in July it was July 18th I believe of 2018 Mm -hmm. and then my first pop-up was in August of 2018 oh my gosh so things happened quickly for you (laughs) to say the least from zero to 100 yeah yeah um okay first question when you say your license what is the is it what is the license for? So you to be able to shop with the wholesalers, you have to have a resale or like different states call them different things, but basically mm-hmm. a resale certificate. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to register because you mm-hmm. have to pay taxes, mm-hmm. like all of that. So your business has to be like very legitimate. Mm-hmm. Plus, I think uh, from what I understand, like the wholesaler side of it, they can be penalized if they're selling to people without gotcha. actually proving that they have yeah. a legitimate business. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, you have to have that. Um which, like I said, we just did it again for Thread Baby. So I was like, oh, my God, you have to go back to the site and, like, find all of these things and redo it. Yeah. So. Um, okay. And do you do you need to have qualifications to get this license? You don't. You just have to be able to go in and, like, select what kind of license that just you Just get, like, registered yeah, whatever. It's kind, kind of, of like if you're, it. like, a cosmetologist. Like, yeah. you have to have, like, those kinds of professional licenses. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you just go in and you put your information in and – yeah they send you your certificate however long and I think it's a little bit more delayed than it used to be but yeah gotcha okay and then when you're picking out these clothes well first of all how do you find these vendors to buy from (laughs) (laughs) that's the million dollar question um so a lot of it is just googling and I get this question a lot like from people like hey like I want to open mine like how do I do this and it's truly just googling yeah Go in your own closet. Like, see if there's, like, tags on things that, like, you mm-hmm. like. See if you can search them. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, it truly is just trial and error. And, mm-hmm. and and it's trial and error after you even find them. Because mm-hmm. um, I think a common misconception is that sometimes people perceive boutiques or, like, the clothes in them as, like, maybe overpriced or things like that. Well, I could do it. Because, mm-hmm. like, I've heard girls say, like, well, I wouldn't charge my friends. Like, I would just buy a pack of it right. and sell it to them for cost. Right. But, like, if you want to be a – and where people will kind of label themselves as like affordable mm-hmm. and that's like relative to like that's neither here nor there right like that really shouldn't even kind of play into it mm-hmm. but they'll get pieces that are cheap mm-hmm. and you know that like it's it costs what it does because it's cheap and it falls apart yeah after exactly one wash. yeah so sometimes it is just trial and error and like you order from a vendor 
and you realize that sizing's a little bit skewed, so maybe you don't order from them, or you just make sure that going forward you note those things in like your description and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and so we, I never went to markets or anything when I was online only, mainly because you know I was such a small brand at the time that like it didn't really warrant and yeah. it didn't warrant those trips. But now that we're doing the buying and the volume that we are and, and as far in advance as we are, mm-hmm. um, it absolutely makes sense to, for me to go. Yeah. And that's so fun. You get to go on trips <laughs> and go buy clothes. Pretty clothes. It is. Yeah. It's fun and it's a little overwhelming. Yeah. Um, okay. Next question. i sorry. Like I said, I have so many questions just from like everything you just said. When you first started your Shopify, you called it. Um, would, okay. First of all, what is Shopify? So Shopify? I feel like I've heard that it's term. It's an e-commerce platform. Okay. So like people use... Um, and it, some of it just depends on like the industry that you're in. So yeah. like, um, shopkeep would be like one square is another one. Uh-huh. Um, I'm trying to think what some of the other like popular, I feel like I've are. heard these terms before. Like sometimes like, like square for instance might be more popular in the mm-hmm. restaurant industry or yeah, something. Yeah. 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 Um, so like there's just certain platforms that you use to be able to do your selling. Okay. Makes sense. And then when you first started this, did you have the name by a thread mm-hmm. and how did you come up with that? So that was probably one of the it was one of the easiest but it was also one of the hardest things because I can remember so I remember when I first like got the idea of what I wanted to do um I went and met with Ellen Mattis who has Hello Social and she was down at the springboard at the time and I just was like you know she I knew that she understood like the social media aspect and like maybe some of the e-com stuff so I actually went to her and I was like this is what I'm thinking what do you think about the name? Because mm-hmm. I wanted a name that lended itself to more than just like Sarah's Boutique or right. like something like that. I right. just wanted something that like had more of an identity, mm-hmm. lent itself to more of a story. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't just so like. Just like blah. out front, like here it is. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I don't know. I just, not, if there was anyone listening to Sarah's Boutique, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, we love Sarah's I'm Boutique. I'm inspired by it. Um, no, I just wanted something that like told a little bit more of a story. Right, right. And like I've always wanted to have a brand that was more than just like, look at this cute dress. Mm-hmm. This is so cute. You'll mm-hmm. love this. Um, I wanted it to be something that like really told that story of like, you know, I think about like some of the things that I had, like I, I can still, I remember the sweater dress I was wearing when I got engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, I can like the things that you like, there's definitely like for you, like when you became a mom or yeah. you found out you were expecting like yeah. what you were wearing. That, yeah. You know? So yeah. like you think about these pieces that you have and how special they are. Mm-hmm. And like, you don't, I have the romper that I wore to my, for my bachelorette. I will likely never wear it again, but I still have it. <laughs> yeah. It's sentimental um, pieces yeah, so like, like that. Sentimental yeah. pieces. So like I wanted something that kind of told the story of those pieces and how they make you feel and mm-hmm. like how like a scent will like, you talk about like scents like an Abercrombie, like yeah. you can picture like, like nostalgic. You know exactly what that's like when yeah. you think about it. Um, so I wanted to have pieces that, you know, had that ability to make you feel a certain way that you would have for years to come, not mm-hmm. something that you would kind of turn and burn like yeah you know like we all went through that forever 21 I was gonna say forever 21 yes we're like Mm -hmm. you bought a new outfit for that one event you never wore it again yes literally me yep (laughs) um luckily we've transitioned yeah of that for the most part so like being able to have pieces that are sustainable yeah you're gonna wear over and over again yeah I feel like that's something that maybe just comes with age or like maybe just everybody as a generation is like kind of like leaning more towards like you said those sustainable pieces that are going to last you and you're not just going to wear it one time or like you said wash it once and it's like falling off your hanger yeah yeah Um, well that's like like when I was like graduating college like 
like I said, I did the forever 21, like the fast fashion, Mm -hmm. like I did it. And then I graduated college and I worked in a industry that like (laughs) those kinds of things aren't really appropriate. Yeah, for sure. So like there was one store in our mall here that like I loved, it was like very much my vibe. And then they went like, then they got a different vibe. So I used to shop there enough to the point where like the managers would talk to me and they were, I was Was like, it Francesco's? Yes. It seems like your vibe. I love Francesco's. I loved it. And I was like, um, hi. What's with the cutout shoulders and the like the the really short shirts? Because like yeah. I want to be able to wear this stuff to work. And yeah, like, you know what? They actually hi- they fired our buyer at corporate. Like they're looking at doing this, and then like at that point they were like they were making the plunge back to like the ecom side and yeah. closing their stores. Wow, and I was like. How am I going to know what I would ever wear? And second of all, why is everything missing the shoulders? Yes. So, the cold shoulder was like definitely a huge like yeah. moment. Like, but you can't wear that to work. Like no. Yeah. 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 I was like like. I need to be able to have a functional wardrobe. So at For that sure. point, it actually was literally right as I had made my jobs. Like I changed jobs. Yeah. I, you know, won that money. So it was like, I'm going to, I'm going to open this boutique because like I want to have a place to shop. And it is so funny to mm-hmm. me now because like, like I said, if I would have known then what I know now, I think at that time, I think I thought I was probably like doing my friends, everyone like close to me, like a total service. Like, uh-huh. hey guys, I got this. Like, I'm going to buy us all the cute clothes. Yeah. And you quickly learn in business that that is not always the the storyline. Yeah. You're not always like, I think you think that like there's people that are just going to show up for you uh-huh. and they're going to be your best customers. Yeah. And they literally never have like been <laughs> in your store or they've never bought from you. Yeah. And it kind of, it hurts. Like there, I definitely won't, I will, I won't lie. I absolutely cried about it. Like mm-hmm. I was like kind of like devastated because I was like, I thought that they would like right. want to. Yeah. That's um, tough. So you learned that lesson. And then, you know, there came a point where like when I wasn't able to do pop-ups and stuff during COVID that, it forced me to really look at what I wanted for the business and like mm-hmm. the kind of pieces that I wanted to carry. And that was like when I a hundred percent committed to this is the brand. This is the aesthetic. Yeah. These are the pieces that I want to carry mm-hmm. to hell with everything else. Right. Like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, it helps me to get very clear on like my vision and everything. And I'm, that's one of the, like, I would say that's one of the blessings that did come from COVID for me especially for the business like Mm -hmm. I got very clear on like what I wanted to do and what it wanted to look like that's awesome I feel like COVID I mean and I don't mean for this to sound um insensitive but I feel like COVID was a blessing in disguise for a lot of people yeah and I think it's really great that we can kind of find the positives out of that whole situation yeah I mean Um, you have to find silver lining yeah for sure can you, just consume yeah now. exactly what are you gonna do um okay thank you for answering all my <laughs> questions um let's transition into how so so you have the online boutique and when or how did you bring this to an actual in-person boutique it's a really great question so it would have been I think it so Melissa that had the cakery in this space, so she had invited me to do pop-ups in here for years. Mm-hmm. I would do the Fridays in the font. Absolutely love it. I mean, I would literally, like, I would work all day. My car was already packed. I would drive to Belfont. I would unload, and we did the Fridays in the font events together, and mm-hmm. we had so much fun. Yeah. She had mentioned to me earlier, and I think it would have been 2020, um, that she was going to be looking at moving into a larger space. Mm-hmm. And kind of planted the seed, talked about it, was like, eh, maybe. You know, we'll see. At the time, I was loving 
<laughs> like everybody was probably like loving life, living La Vida Loca. Like yeah. life was great. And then March 2020 happened. Everyone was like, whoa. Right. I feel like everybody was like thriving yeah. right before oh, that. Yeah. And we're like, oh 2020 God, yeah. is going to be the best well, year a ever. Lot of people kept saying to me, they're like, oh, 20, or 2019 was like a terrible year. I yeah. hated it. And I was like, really? Because I thought it was a great year. Yeah. And then like 2020 came in. I was like, oh, <laughs> uh-huh. this, this, I didn't want this. Yeah. Um. So in March of 2020, we were actually, which was really exciting. We were selected to participate in the Uncorked Allegheny's event. Oh, how cool. Huge vendor event. Mm-hmm. Biggest that we would have ever done. So we were actively buying inventory, like planning yeah. displays and everything. And then the day before the event, I got a call and they were like, Emily, the state is saying we can't do this mm-hmm. and it was like right like that everything was shut down oh my yeah so I was like okay like not your fault He's yeah like, we're gonna try to reschedule it for this summer right yeah good one <laughs> it's like we all thought it was yeah. gonna be two weeks yeah <laughs> good <Yeah>. one <laughs> so we're gonna reschedule it it's fine I'm like okay so then at that point I was like inundated with inventory and I was like okay how am I going to get rid of this? Right. I can't do in-person events. Yeah. Like, what am I going to do? That's so true. we turned to like Facebook live selling and that was really great. And if it, nothing else, like it really forced us to just really focus on trying to figure out how to make this like online stuff work. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did that. And then COVID happened. I was working in the senior living community. And at that point we were the devil, um, that whole world. I'm people sure that hated was senior yeah. living. People weren't moving people. It was like, it was really hard yeah. and I was in a sales position as well. So like you add a pandemic fear and you still have to do your job mm-hmm. to the mix. And yeah. it went from like loving what I was doing to like just straight up survival mode. Yeah. Um, and then it was like that summer, probably like around June, I was on Facebook and I saw a commercial listing for a property that was going to be available for lease in Lamont. And I'm like, that's so cute. Like, boy, that's almost like Cape Codish. Like, dang, that's really cute. Mm-hmm. And I called my husband. And I was like, what do you think about, like, looking at a storefront? And he's like, I don't – sure, whatever. Like, knock yourself out. Because yeah. I think he – I don't know if he really knew, like, how serious I was. I don't even know that I knew how serious I was. But I was like, what do you think? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go. I'm going to call him and see if I can, like, set up a time to go look. He's like, sure, fine, whatever. So I went, and I'm like, oh this is so cute mm-hmm. like I could do this here like I could see it just visualize yeah all I of it. saw it yeah. and I was like gosh this would be really cute long story short ended up falling through mm-hmm. um and so by that point like that night after I had looked at it I, I went home and I was like and I my husband will appreciate this I had my little notepad and like my my cost of like what everything would cost to like get it up and running and like do all this yeah I think it was kind of in that moment where he like realized like oh you're actually serious Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but like I said long story short then we ended up not moving into that space and then it kind of just I was already not enjoying as much of what I liked about my my job at the time and so I was kind of just feeling like ugh, like I don't know that I want to be doing this forever yeah what else can I do and then I had reached out to Melissa because I think that at that point we were looking at maybe going back to doing the Fridays in the font. And then she'd mentioned again that she was looking at relocating. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was finally just like, I went back to my husband. And I was like, what do you think about this? And at that point I was planning to keep my full-time job because I didn't absolutely loathe it. I still liked what I was doing. Right. Just wanted to be able to have a little bit more of a creative outlet. Yeah. Um, and so he's like, sure. Like, I think we can totally do this. We'll, like, cut it down to, like, a couple of days a week. Like, and then until, like, we can get someone hired. And, like, we'll, you know, we'll do it that way. And so that was the plan. And then Melissa's lease wasn't actually supposed to be up until January of 2021. And she was already, like, starting to move into her new space. And I was like, well, why pay rent for two places? Like, yeah. 
if I could just like take over yeah yeah so she went to her landlord and our landlord and he was like sure that's fine so she Mm -hmm. like moved out I think it was like middle of September of 2020 and I took over the lease the very next day Mm -hmm. and then we officially opened our doors um in November of well actually it was November 18th which I think I must have a thing for 18s because I'm (laughs) in hindsight yeah um but I think we it was like November 18th of 2020 like I said I had planned to work full-time and in the summer that of 2020, when I was still working there, I had gone to my boss at the time and I was like, hey, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, like we can be flexible with your schedule. Yeah. I've been flexible with your sales partners. Like we can totally make this work. Little did I know that like wasn't really the actual conversation that was being had beyond like me. Like I went to her in confidence and she said, yeah, like I'll work with you. We don't have to take this like higher mm-hmm. ups or anything. Right. Like we'll just make this work. Um, and so by she had left and in between all of this before like I opened the store and she, like, that conversation she left and we had an interim person we had a corporate office person there and it was like I have to have this conversation because at this point the store is being built out like I absolutely have to have this conversation with them and tell them like mm-hmm. hey how are we going to make this work conversation went about as well as I figured that it would um and that night I went home and I said to my husband I was like I think I'm gonna have to leave my job mm-hmm. and he's like I think you will too. Mm-hmm. And so I went back to work the next day and I was like, do you want today to be my last day or tomorrow? And I'm not, I'm not, I am not an impulsive person by yeah. any means. Yeah. So like I cried the whole way home. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was like, I like what I do. And like, yeah, yeah. it was torn. Cause like I've, That's... everyone's worked jobs where they hate it and they were, mm-hmm. couldn't wait to get out of there. Yeah. Um, so it was like conflicted. Cause I was like, I like what I'm doing and right. I, I this is like I don't have like I mean COVID being a part of that was really hard but like and and you know in general like I liked what I was doing yeah so the next day I like I had to walk in and they were like we don't want you to leave at all and I was like that that's really not on the table anymore mm-hmm. so I packed my stuff up and I left oh my god and I was like I remember feeling like very nervous but like very exhilarated because for the first time in at that point, you know, two two years, like I could really focus all of my efforts on something that mm-hmm. I knew I could make a success. Yeah. So kind of like following your intuition. Yeah. Yeah. And it was very hard. Like when we were doing like through through 2020 and stuff, like we would my husband and I would both work all day. We would go home, like try to do stuff around the house and then like make dinner. And then because our cell phone service or internet service is so bad at our house, we would have to drive back to we would load his car or my car, drive back to his office and do the live sales from there. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Like so it was like if you were gonna make it work, like we were kind of just in like straight up survival mode. Yeah. Like we did we tried boosters at the house. We tried like these little like I don't know, hot spot things yeah. that like blow through services don't even work anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we really were scrappy with like what we were willing to do. Like and with this, the pop-ups and stuff, like, you know, there were plenty of days where you're up at dawn, you're loading a car, you're going in and then you're spending 10 hours there mm-hmm. and then you tear down at the end of the night and you go home. Yeah. So like, we, I feel like that was kind of what was a big difference for us is just the willingness to yeah do what other people wouldn't be willing to do. Yes. I f- I think that's so important to just mention because so many people see like everybody else's chapter 30, but like nobody sees chapters one through 29 that like you got you to that point. Yeah. So it's like you may be comparing yourself to somebody that looks so successful, but like you don't see anything that they did to get to that. No. And that's why I think like sometimes I feel like I'm getting better about it now. I still take a little bit of offense to it, but like someone like sometimes people are like, well, was it hard? Mm hmm. 
like it absolutely was right hard. yeah like, would you ask a doctor if it was hard like, yeah it's hard like, yeah anything anything worth having I think in life is it, it takes like grit and be like totally it's totally agree yeah if it was easy everyone would do exactly. it exactly yeah. and like I think sometimes people will ask me questions about like how to do it or like whatever because I think that they think that like I have a secret sauce right and if I did I always say I'm like if I had the secret sauce the stores would still be here mm-hmm. my rear end would be parked on a beach somewhere and you wouldn't really see me very often yep um I'd be really rich probably but mm-hmm. I think like a lot of people want to you know expedite or like because they see these big I mean I even see them like there are some boutiques that are just like on a whole other level mm-hmm. and you're like dang how do you even get there? But I think that what I've learned, and I think any of them would say the same thing, is, like, you have to show up when you have to put in the work. Like, it never mm-hmm. comes overnight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, you know, me leaving my job and everything was one of the biggest blessings in disguise. I I had myself thinking, like, I could do it all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, you know, at the time they were like, well, you know, you can't, we would know that it would just suffer. And I was like, whatever, like, absolutely not. Like, you obviously don't know me, but they were probably right in that <laughs> yeah, aspect. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're right. I would have probably been, you know, completely spent on both, you know, burning from both ends and like yeah. not really going anywhere. So yeah. I am thankful that I had that. And I remember like, I told my husband, cause like, I, I obviously very much appreciate like his input and everything. And like, I just wanted to make sure that like, like I'm not gonna screw this up I was like you know I have I was paid out my PTO I was paid out like my last pay like my vacation whatever I was like I just I was like please just let me have until January 1 Mm -hmm. you know like let me get open let me see where I'm at Mm -hmm. if I'm not selling I'm not making any money I will absolutely go back to work Mm -hmm. because that's kind of the thing about it is like if you don't try you never know but at the same time like you can you can almost always go back somewhere so right right so I was like, just give me till then, and like, let's just see where we land. Yeah, and that's, I'm still here. <laughs> it's awesome. It's so awesome. And now you're expanding too. Yeah. Um, before we get into your expansion of things, <laughs> um, is it? I guess. Do you have any tips? And I know that's probably a very common, like, cheesy thing to say, but to leave something that's so secure, like your nine to five job, and or you know, quote unquote, nine to five, but to leave that where, you know, it's secure and like, yeah, you don't love it, but like, Hey, I get a paycheck. Like I know I'm going to get a paycheck and then to go out and do your own thing. That's unknown, but it, it's like your passion. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest tip is like, you have to be very honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. Like you need to know that you either are, you're not a motivated person and that's Mm -hmm. okay. Like there's not you know, there's people that I look at and I'm like, gosh, like that level of success. I, I think I have an idea what that would take and I'm not willing to do that. Yeah. So like, I think it's being very realistic with like what your expectations of your life are, your Mm -hmm. lifestyle, Yeah. like what you truly want. Are you okay with the, with the, you know, the highs and the lows, like, like owning, (laughs) You know, I think at one point I even thought like, oh, like you get more time when you're your own, you know, you're your own boss mm-hmm. and you own a business and things like, and I definitely do, but it's, you know, a little bit different now. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of misconceptions of what it looks like. So for me, I know 110% that I'm willing to do absolutely what it takes to be successful, mm-hmm. you know, and I will show up for myself. I will show up for my family and my customers, like in the way that I need to, mm-hmm. because I worked in sales. Yeah. I absolutely know what that looks like. Yeah. Like 
mm-hmm. I you there's just you have there is like and I hate to say the word hustle because like that's just kind of overused anymore right. but like there is a level of commitment that you have to make to yourself I yeah I mean I totally agree I think that's kind of like a hard truth that some people need to hear it's kind you of know, like going to the gym right like, you it, know you step foot in you're like oh like suddenly I'm like I, what do you mean I didn't lose 10 pounds I right. came here like one right. you know one time and it's like no like it is it is absolutely the persistency of like showing up and doing things and putting yes. work into it like yes. it'll you, exactly. it never stops yeah you're like you're only going to be as successful as mm-hmm. for as much work as you are willing to put into it yeah I and think. that's what yeah like I think in like trying to like I think over the past couple of years like just trying to like get outside of like limiting beliefs and things like that because like you know I don't know. Like I had in college, I lost one of my best friends in a car accident. Mm-hmm. Like I, I try to live my life. And plus like working with seniors, you hear some of the absolute like most mind blowing stories of like whether it was positive things, sad things, like you hear it all. Mm-hmm. And so like when you're, when, you know, you're in my case, like in your twenties and you're like, there's something that you want to be doing that you're interested in and you're hearing all these people mm-hmm. and then you're spending time with people as they're like, ending you know their lie like you're like nearing the end of life and like I just something about that kind of made me feel like I don't ever want to look back and like live my life thinking like well I should have done that I could have done that what if I did that totally and so like you know in the case of like my friend Nicole like she's no longer with us so Mm -hmm. like you know I try to live in a way that like I'm still I have a meaningful life in a way that like I think that she would have done Mm -hmm. and like fulfilling my passions and like what I want to do yeah so like I I've really tried to focus on eliminating those you know self-limiting beliefs because yeah it's easy to fall into a dark place of like telling yourself like I can't do this or feeling helpless yeah yeah it's like what your husband said you're the only one getting in your way (laughs) you're in your way (laughs) yeah 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 I really I think that's like the absolute truth and I think that would Mm -hmm. just be like my biggest tip to people is like you have to at the end of the day like no one's gonna do it for you yeah you can read the books that you want um you can google as much as you want Mm -hmm. you can ask other people Mm -hmm. how they did it but it really means nothing if you're not actually gonna put the time and effort into it for sure um Okay, I know we kind of, well, maybe like briefly talked about it over Instagram DM, um, but I saw you post something about manifestation and how has that played a role, if at all, in this whole process of opening your own store? I think for me, like it's, there's, I don't know, like maybe it's like people would say like witchcraft or something oh my gosh like no like, <laughs> like I'm so I'm so into it like so, it's like, oh, it's but like, I know what you like, mean it's like a bunch of hoopla like yeah. you know who cares like the universe like there's no like you know fate and whatever but, yes no you know I, I try I believe it I think that like I, I do believe that things happen for a reason I think totally. sometimes it's really hard when you're in it to like see what the reason is um but I do I think that like visualizing yourself I like I think about like I think about this in like a lot of different ways in my life, but like visualize how you want to show up. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you want to look like to other people? Like, Mm -hmm. what do you like, how do you want to inspire other people? Like, what do you want for yourself? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and whether that's getting up and putting your gym clothes on and going to like going to the gym and like putting, taking those steps to get there. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, you kind of have to like visualize yourself doing these things and then it becomes like either your routine or it becomes like your norm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can remember, like, when Melissa had said about leaving this space, I remember standing in here, and the back wall here was, like, this purple color. <sighs> and there was a really big cupcake display in it. And I just remember, like, kind of closing my eyes, and I was like, I know exactly what it would look like. Mm-hmm. And, like, 
we brought that to fruition. And then I can remember like, but one thing I never visualized was what it actually looks like to be self-employed yeah or like what it actually looks like to to be a boutique owner yeah I can remember coming in the first day that I opened and I remember like putting the open sign out and I turned the lights on lit the candle and uh-huh. like turn the music on I'm like okay uh-huh here uh, we go yeah, I was like is anyone gonna come what if no one comes uh-huh. um did people come they did and, <laughs> and it was wild and they still come and I, that's yeah. still wild to me now but you know I think like I do think that things happen for a reason Mm -hmm. and you know you have to kind of visualize those good things happening to you because I think that it impacts your overall mental health yeah like what you desire for yourself Mm -hmm. like I think that you know as long as you're willing to put in the work and plan and you know take some chances like Within reason, I think that anything can be yours. Like, yeah, I think that you just totally have agree. to, like, imagine how you're going to make that happen. Yeah. Do you have any, like, daily journaling practices? Or, I mean, do you journal at all? Like, is there anything that you do every day that just helps you visualize that kind of stuff for yourself? Honestly, I love podcasts. Mm-hmm. I've never really got into journaling only because I don't know what I would say. Right. I like, And I think that that's probably part of it, too. And part of it's also, like, for me, I'm very much, like... I will, I will talk to you until you tell me to shut up. Kind of like <laughs> I just like to talk. Um, so like sitting down and like writing things down isn't quite like I have a planner and I use it, but like, yeah, it's not. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, like I love podcasts because I like to hear about what I like really enjoy and like where I find, you know, lessons is like listening to other people's stories. Mm-hmm. It's not so much that yeah. I'm listening to people like I like Lori Harder like she's fantastic and like I was just listening to a podcast on the way here like you know she was talking about like her early like she came from a small town you, you know it was very restrictive things like that and she wanted to get into like the weight loss world and like the the shows and all of that and what she needed to do to get there and she's like you know I didn't feel like I was smart enough or like whatever but like I knew I could learn mm-hmm. how to do that so yeah. like I look to people like that that are you know maybe started in a similar situation like I started a business with $490 mm-hmm. and like I didn't I was you know in my 20s I didn't really probably wasn't saved enough you know where I should have been financially or something so like to take that and do this is nuts yes. and then to open yeah. into a bigger space and then to open a second business like I still don't even know how to like it's so cool <laughs> it's so cool it makes me like tear up I don't even know how to like yeah. I don't know, digest that or like process yeah. that. But yeah, for me, like I think that listening to other people's stories, like, and it's not even just podcasts. Like I look at some of the girls that for me, social media can be like, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Double-edged um, sword kind of. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. You can get so yeah. lost in the comparison trap. Uh-huh. Um, like you said, pe- you start comparing yourself to somebody's chapter 30. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like a lesson I had to learn and like, you know, talked about this with my friend Ellen was like, if it doesn't spark joy, you have to unfollow. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been good for me. So like now I see a lot of like the other, especially like some of the other female business owners that are around here. Like, you know, I see bromlin who's got bees knees like i look at her and i'm like this girl's got like look at her like mm-hmm. she's killing it and yeah. she's doing all of these things and it's so inspiring and then like i look at someone like olivia who does these fantastic cookies mm-hmm. and she's a nurse by trade mm-hmm. and you know i recently learned that you know she had just cut her hours back because she's like so busy with her business so like yeah. i look at these other girls that like i've had the opportunity of working with or knowing and so like 
those are the people that like I would want at my table. Like yes, I want to totally. I want to like sit and I want to talk to you. I want to like learn about you. I want to yes. like I want to appreciate what you're doing. Yes. Um so like those are kind of the things that that like I do, I guess for myself or like that I yeah, I try to be aware of. Yeah. And I also try to like remind myself of living a life of like just being thankful. Mm-hmm. Um and trying to change my perspective of like, oh, I have to go to the store to do this. Right. It's like it's gratitude like, can yeah, I wanna, move mountains. Yeah. yeah. I want to live a life where I feel like I'm happy. And like I, there's times where it's hard. Like there's months that are slower than you anticipated and you bought different inventory thinking that it would go a different way. Um, or, you know, you're in a build out and your ceiling tiles are delayed for two weeks and that throws every plan that you had yeah. off course. Um. But then there's times where I'm thinking, like, ooh, um, you should probably check yourself because, like, you are in the middle of, like, what you prayed for. Uh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Like, I think about that all the yeah, time. Yeah, like, this might, yeah. this might be, like, <laughs> less than ideal, but, like, you're also, like, in the middle of, like, what you prayed for. So yes. it's, like, it will get done. Things will happen. It might just be a different way than, like, mm-hmm. you expected. But, mm-hmm. like, at the same time, like, mm-hmm. you should really savor the moment because you don't yeah. get it back. Yeah. I mean, totally just goes back to, like – Okay, if it was easy, everyone would do it. Yeah. And the things that are worth having, you have to work hard for. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, do you want to talk about your um <laughs> so buy thread baby? Yes, thread baby. Okay. So tell us about that and then this buy a thread boutique mm-hmm. is getting a new space as well. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So, um we I actually started looking at a larger space probably back in summer of last year. And at that time, I was actually looking, like, in Holidaysburg. I was looking at, like, other places because at the time, there really wasn't anything available here. Mm -hmm. So, and I was like, do I, like, do I go to a different town, like, have a second location? Like, what do we do? Um, So, we explored that option, kind of put a pin in it. You know, like, we got to focus on, like, Black Friday, like, the holiday season. We got to, like, focus on all of those things. Yeah. um, Which are great. And, you know, one of the things about this space is that it is very intimate and in it's also like kind of the flaw of it because like on days where it's very busy or we have events and whatnot, it's mm-hmm. very congested. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of like towards the end of last year that I was like, I can't like I can't work this way anymore. Like I love this place, I just can't work this way. Like because if we have big launches and we're shipping things, I have no storage here. So yeah. like I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And I, I up until like this couple last couple of weeks, I've you know been bringing inventory into the store in suitcases because we don't have the space to get them delivered here. Yeah. So, like, we have done everything we absolutely can do to make it work in this space. Um, So, like I said, we had been looking into larger locations. Um, I was working with another property manager here in the area. And I'm like, I am just not finding anything. Like, she had a space that's maybe going to become available someday. And I was like, I want it. Like, sign me up. And then it was kind of like, we don't really know when and, like, how much. And it was all that. And I was like, this is not meant to be. But in that conversation, she's like, you know – my hairdresser bought a biz like her building she renovated it like it's down to like this beautiful brick and I was it was like I blacked out and I was just like (laughs) shut up like I need you to stop talking I have to make a very important phone call yeah and I called my husband I was like so-and-so said that there's another spot that was taken back to brick what do you think and he's like if that could be the case we can entertain it Mm -hmm. because the space that we're moving into has been a labor of love and she needed a, a facelift yeah so I called the landlord He's like, yeah, there's brick there. And I was like, can I meet with a contractor there? And we met the next week. And I'm like, okay. And I was like, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. So we are moving. We're just moving one street over over to West Bishop. Um, and I'm really excited because the space is 
it's like I said, you know, I looked at another space and I thought it was exactly what I wanted. And then mm-hmm. it was like, there was so much run around with it. And I was like, it's just not meant to be. Yeah. This space, it's like, it feels good. Yeah. So we will be moving um, within the next couple of weeks. And then during those conversations, it was like, I love this space. It feels like home. We put a lot of time, effort, and everything into it. And I love it for mm-hmm. what it is. So my husband and I are like, you know, don't really want to like give it up like as selfish as that maybe sounds like, yeah. like I don't want to give this space up because, a lot of love like, that you put into it. it yeah it's just so special yeah. so I was like you know I think that in terms of like what would be meeting a need of my customers and like what I think would be a really great addition to the community is like kids and babies mm-hmm. and so I had gone to the Dallas market back in January and we that was when we really started like considering it and mm-hmm. I was like before we used to like kind of breeze past that floor and like you know you go up and do yeah, all the yeah. other shopping and now it was like oh okay so we kind of like bebopped through the vendors that were um there and started looking and then once we got the firm like yes we're definitely moving mm-hmm. it was like all right let's do it oh my gosh Ah, that's so exciting and are you gonna have boys and girls clothes yes we will have boys and girls um and like I said, like when I talk with like customers, I have a lot of customers that are new moms, going to be moms, mm-hmm. or like some of them are like grandparents and things like that. And they've, you know, shared those struggles with finding cute pieces for their kids or mm-hmm. the kids in their lives. So um, to be able to offer boys and girls, I think it's going to be really exciting. Yes, for sure. Oh my gosh. I cannot wait. Um, is the Thread Baby also going to be opening in the next few weeks or is it, that going to take a little longer? Um, So hopefully, fingers crossed, it'll kind of happen. I, I, ho- I wanted it to happen kind of simultaneously. I don't mm-hmm. know that that necessarily will. Um, but with the new space only being a street over, the plan is to have that basically like ready to open the doors essentially, but then come into this existing space, pack up all the stuff. And my husband works in the relocation world, so they have these really cool boxes called wardrobes that literally have a hanging bar in them. Mm-hmm. So like just take it off, put it in, and take it over mm-hmm. and put it back up. Um so hopefully that'll be the plan. We just kind of do like a little like tornado in here, take it all out, get it over there, make the changes that I want to in terms of like the decor and whatnot in yeah. here and then, you know, open. So cool. So cool. Yeah. Um. So this podcast will probably be going up probably either end of May or first week of June. So at that point, when people are listening. At that point, buy a thread will absolutely be open. Yeah, uh, we yeah, talked yeah. about that earlier. Like hell or high water, it has to be open because <laughs> we have events that are planned in the new space. So that space will definitely be open. Um, and if if Thread Baby isn't open, then it should be getting very close to being open. I'll be one of your first customers. So Thread Baby. <laughs> Jet's going to be the most stylish kid around. Like I said, there's just some really cute things. Like, I mean, obviously when you buy for women and like their stuff, the stuff is cute too. But like you start taking adult version stuff and like making it kid version. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, you got to be kidding me. Oh my God. Okay. Matching as a mom with your little one is the best thing ever. When I feel like just being able like for the, cause we sell a lot of dresses and things like that for like photos. And it's, I mean, you think about coordinating, like uh, something that I kind of noticed a lot was like parents would be like, well, I found this for my little one, but like, I'll just figure out what I'm going to wear. After yeah. Yeah. That. And I'm like, hold up. Uh-huh. What if you got to pick your outfit first? Right. And you knew that you had a realistic option that you're going to find somebody that's going to coordinate with you. Yeah. Like, what if we put mom, like. Mom first. Yeah. Well, what if we put exactly. mom first? Yes. We love I like the, it. We love the little ones, but, like, what if we put mom first, too? Yes. Mom gets to pick her outfit yeah, first. Yeah. Like, what if mom wants to look really cute? Because yeah. I think sometimes people maybe settle for what they want to wear. And it's mm-hmm. like, no. Like, let's put you and, like, let's. Yeah. Like, this little one wouldn't be here with, without you. So, like, yes. let's, you know, showcase you. Yeah, for sure. I love that. 
All right. Well, we can go ahead and wrap it up. Okay. Um, but thank you so much. Thank you so much for yeah, taking the time you. to sit down with me and sharing your story of this beautiful boutique. And I'm so excited to shop your your new thank your you. new <laughs> location and Thread Baby. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thanks, Emily.